Hi, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, students, principals, faculties, and guidance counselors of various schools who are joining us today. It's a very interesting webinar that we're going to be holding for you. It's not a generic or a normal common app essay. It's going to be a complete jump start, which are going to be presented by four children who've got into their dream universities. But even more integrally, you're going to be having the perspectives of an admissions officer, not any admissions officer, but a former admissions officer from UC Berkeley, Jamie Moynihan. Do allow us a couple of minutes so that the others can join in and then we'll jump right into it. Thank you. Good evening, everyone. We're going to start the Common Application Essay webinar. It's a complete jumpstart into what goes into an essay. And along with that, you'll get the perspectives of Jamie, who's been the former admissions officer for UC Berkeley. Let me introduce my children in no particular order. We have Vedika, who's also a resident uh, school student who has got into Emory and has been very passionate about biology. I have an absolute love for her because she's very, very close and very sensitive to helping the community. And hopefully she'll be able to reflect that today. We then have Sahil. Sahil is one of those students who is crazy about the city he belongs to. And both Jamie and I have actually been introduced to Biryani thanks to him, although a vegetarian one for me. We then have Bhanvi, who is so chirpy and such a sunshine mode and is very, very passionate about fitness, along with being passionate about human policies and research and economics. And then we have Krishna, who's actually a founder of a startup because he has great amount of business ideas. So with that, now let me introduce you to Jamie. So Jamie is definitely someone who's visited India a couple of times, loves the food, hates the travel, but more importantly, he has been the former admissions officer of UC Berkeley, worked as an academic guidance counselor to a top private school, has two little children who love wearing fab in their clothes. So with that, let me bring everyone onto the picture and children, please go ahead and start presenting. I do want you all to know, whoever is attending it with us today, if you're following us on Instagram, just write to us, follow, like, comment. We're giving away a lot of comprehensive evaluations of your Common App essays. Um, former admissions officers like Jamie and the rest of our team of 45 members 
anyone could be reading your essay if you're lucky. And believe me, when they read your essay and give suggestions, it can change your life. So don't forget to comment or like us on our Instagram. With that, let's go ahead. Hey everyone, my name is Krishna Jalan. I'm an incoming freshman to Emory University and I'm planning on majoring in finance. So I'll be tackling the brainstorming section or the stage of the Common App essay. So there's this quote that I really like is that an hour of planning can save you up to 10 hours of doing. And this is something that I recommend all students live by. The, brains, the brainstorming stage of the Common App essay is definitely daunting. And in my opinion, it was definitely the stage that took the longest time for me. It's a continuous process that takes a lengthy amount of time and it can be challenging for most people. And it's essentially a lot of trial and error as you contemplate between many different ideas and thoughts trying to figure out what best suits you and what, think, what you think would be working for your essay. And for many, thinking of the ideas themselves can be a challenge because it definitely was for me. So I'll be sharing with you some tips and tricks that will help you in the brainstorming stage of the essay. These are things that work for me that I followed myself while doing the essay and also things I learned along my journey. Next slide, please. <laughs> so first things first, you need to create a list. A list of all your significant milestones, your extracurriculars, your strengths, and even your failures. Creating the list really helps you figure out all the areas that you're involved in, whether it be MUNs, special activities, service experiences, or anything, anything else along those lines. Having a list of all your accomplishments and your failures and things you're involved in is extremely handy for you to pick and answer questions with. This is something I'll also further emphasize on uh, in the later stage of the presentation. It's also helpful to, uh, to have as a reference, not only for the common app essay, but for other college-specific essays as well. Because for me, I constantly refer to this list throughout my college application process. <clears throat> this list contained all the list of my extracurriculars and uh, some of the competitions I took part in, things like that. And even the things I took part in but didn't really succeed in because some essays, they focus on that as well. College essays are all about how you grow about as a person and how you can put yourself across to the other person and the admissions officer. Next, you should think about what makes you unique. Something that, uh, you should think about something that would make you unique and stand out from the other applicants. You can even use the list here. Highlight the items from your list and that you think make you stand out from other applicants because after all, admissions offices get thousands upon thousands of applicants. You need to distinguish, distinguish yourself from the other applicants that they get. And this is one way to, you know, make yourself stand out. For example, the easiest way to make yourself stand out would be to show what extra curriculars you've taken for, uh, part in. This will allow the admissions team to be able to get a clearer idea and a clearer picture about what type of student you are. These things might be seeming obvious to you, but to a college admissions officer, it's kind of a, who knows nothing, you know, who knows, doesn't know anything about you. It's kind of an insight about who you are, and they can really be eye-opening. With just a few extra details about, say, what clubs you're involved in, or any sort of list of activities, can be transformed into a picture about someone's life who's committed, who's hardworking, and, you know, a leader. And the activities you choose as well play an important role, because it creates a complete idea of what type of person you are and what you can bring to their college campus. But your college grades and the SAT scores alone won't show them what type of person you are. They won't show them that, for example, Sahil being an accomplished writer and 
me being an avid sports player or Bhavi uh, being interested in all sorts of things. It's very important for you to understand that college admissions officer needs to see, need to see an insight on who you are. It can't be generic. <clears throat> Another thing that really helps is asking yourself questions. In fact, accept you sends out questionnaires that has these questions as well, so, uh, which really help you understand yourself better. And uh, I will provide examples of these questions in the later slide. And my accept you counselor Alyssa helped me in this manner as well because she helped me understand who I was as a person and what parts of my life could be used to, you know, write about and what would be worth presenting. Another thing that's very important is not to restrict yourself to any prompt yet. Thinking too much about writing your essay aligned to a specific prompt isn't really the best way of approaching it. Because yes, the Common App uh, offers about six to seven prompts for you to choose and write upon. But then, if you narrow down your thought process on a single prompt before thinking about the others, it can be problematic because you may miss out on information that you that could be beneficial uh, for the other prompts as well. In fact, my my counselor made me write an essay not following any specific prompt at all. It was only after the essay that I ended up picking a prompt that suited it. For me, I finished my entire essay, continuous drafts, working on working on it continuously throughout months, and only towards the end of it was I able to narrow down which prompt suited me. Lastly, you need to organize your thoughts. This is the simplest part because after completing everything else, you just essentially think about how you want to go about writing your essay and the flow of events, the structure of it, which Sahil will get to later in the presentation. So. Writing, writing down your thoughts and organizing how you want to go about your essay is also very important because then it can help you figure out what sort of information you want to include and what you don't want to include, which can be very beneficial in writing the essay as well. Next slide, please. So these are actually sample questions that I answered that were really helpful for me in my essay. So this was actually from the Accept You questionnaire. Was there a time you failed, and what was your reaction, and how did you overcome it? So for me, I talked, I spoke about a, a entrepreneurship competition I enrolled in in ninth grade called the YEA. So I didn't end up winning in the competition, but I, you know, it was a learning process for me. I learned life lessons from it, and also that you know, failure is a part of the process. And this also tied into the second question about my extracurricular activities because I really enjoy partaking in entrepreneurship competitions. And now I'm a CEO of a startup as well, and that again ties into the third question, which is about a project or an event that was the most ambitious or gratifying. Because in my essay, I did include um, towards the later stage about how I was able to transition and learn from that failure to how I was able to be now become a startup CEO and also the secretary of my business club in school. Next slide, please. So here actually is an example from my essay. So the paragraph to the left has the flow of the essay about organizing my thoughts, which I wanted to emphasize on. So I started off by describing what the entrepreneurship event was called the YEA and how I got, came to know about it. And then I move on to how it was uh, how the cause of my failure, which was actually because I didn't get a part from China, uh, which is the only part which was needed to make my prototype working. And then I transitioned to how, because of that, I wasn't able to get any investor for my product. And then finally, to what I, to how I consider the experience to be a personal success because of what I learned through it. 
So admissions officers really like to see how you learn from your failures as well. This ties into the list I was talking about because it makes it easier for you to pick and choose what you want to write about and things like that. So it's very beneficial that way. Next slide, please. So now uh, to get a, a perspective from our admissions officer, Jamie, here, we have I have a few questions given by students, which I'd like for you to answer. So the first question is, how personal should I be? Where do I draw the line on what to share or what to write about? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I feel like, you know, when you start this process, you want to be as, as honest as, as possible, right? I mean, we tend to like people the more we get to know them. Um, and, uh, this is your opportunity within your essay to, to let the mission officer know who you are, what your experiences, um, have been and, and also to provide context, right? So if something has been challenging or overwhelming, um, if it's played a role in maybe your ability to do other things, like that's a, that's important and admission officers wouldn't know that otherwise. So, um, I, I think that there's, that the line is pretty far back, you know, um, whatever you're really, you're comfortable talking about, that's really where I would draw the line. I don't, I would never want to make a student uncomfortable in the things that they talk about. Uh, but you also want to provide as much context as possible. So, um, I think that the, the idea of vulnerability is, is important. I definitely agree with you there. Uh, the second question is that if you're conflicted between two possible topics for an essay, how do you compare them and reach a verdict on which one's a better choice? Yeah, so I would say write a short version of both of them. Um, and then the other thing that I think is important for students to, to think about, uh, we, we get really hung up on the idea of the main essay, right? So when we start, um, especially as students, you, it can feel really daunting. You've heard about the Common App essay like 10 million times and people talking about like, you know, webinars like this where it's like you have to sp you tell them everything and let them know who you are as an applicant. And so as a student, it could feel like, okay, how am I going to get all of these things across in 650 words, all of the experiences that I've had? But part of the problem is um, that that the way the reason you feel that way is that you haven't necessarily looked at what goes into applications beyond the Common App essay, right? And so my advice for students is to think about before you even start this, look at what some of the supplemental questions are that a lot of students uh, or a lot of colleges ask. And one of the things that I do oftentimes with, with my students if they're struggling between different um, different topics is have them write like the UC essays. So start with those four, write four essays um, to begin. And then we have an idea of like, what are the pieces to your puzzle? Because if you have two ideas that you really want to talk about, realistically, you're probably going to be able to talk about both of them within the context of a, of a college application. So they don't all, they don't both need to be crammed into the Common App essay. And one essay isn't more valuable than the other. Um, so it's really thinking about like, where can I can I place these pieces of my puzzle and how do I do that most effectively as opposed to I need to decide between these two events or perspectives that I have and this is the only thing they're going to see. They're going to see a lot of stuff. So um, it's more about how can you uh, utilize those pieces as effectively as possible. Yeah. And the third question is that what are some generic topics that you see essays being written on and how do you classify which topic is generic so that it can be avoided? 
Yeah, so I, I don't, I'm not of the, uh, of the camp that like a topic should be avoided, but it's more about the delivery of that topic. So, uh, like robotics is a great example, right? I've read, I mean, hundreds of essays about robotics or like Indian classical dance, right? I feel like every, uh, female, uh, applicant that I've ever known from India has had some experience with Indian classical dance. And that's, that's not something that's, that's bad. Like I'm not telling you that, that, that not to do Indian classical dance. I'm not telling you not to do robotics. I'm not even telling you not to write about those things. But if you're going to write about them, you've got to think about what your experience and your perspective has been and how that differs from the thousands of other kids who have done that exact same activity, right? So it's not just I've been doing this for a long time, I've spent a lot of effort in it, and I've been somewhat successful, right? I've read that essay a bunch. It's more about why your perspective and your experience within that space is unique. And so think about it from the reader's, uh, uh, from the reader's eyes, right? I've read, I'm reading these things over and over and over. So what is it about your experience and how you're conveying that uh, that is going to stand out? So sometimes that's formatting. Sometimes that's like a particular day that was unique. Sometimes that's an outcome. Um, so it's not so much the topics that you want to avoid as much as it is the way that you convey your story. Thank you. Really insightful answers. So I'm Bhanvi and I'm going to be speaking about the opening and the closing hooks. And I know it seems like a rather minute detail, but trust me, it truly is a hit or miss. Um, next slide, please. So what exactly is a opening hook? A hook is basically your first statement or the opening statement, which is usually the first sentence in an essay. And you might be wondering why does such a tiny sentence even matter? Well, this sentence decides if the admissions officer decides to actually read your essay or just, you know, skim through it. And it is pretty scary, I know, and that's why we don't take this sentence that lightly. An admissions officer, like said before, reads a million, like reads thousands of essays in a day. And, um, your essay, like imagine doing that yourself. It's, it's, it's boring. It's painful. And imagine reading the same type of essay again and again. It has got to be boring at some point. And by now, you probably understand that your first sentence decides your reader's mood for the rest of your essay. So you have to pay attention to that. You have to make them look and make them stay so that the admissions officer actually learns something about you and your experiences throughout the essay. So you have to be unique. You have to be different and you have to get creative with it. And such tiny details are what motivates the admissions officer to perhaps think about your essay even after they go home. The fact that they might speak about your essay with one of their friends, it means that your essay stood out to them amongst a million other essays. So that's the idea, to ensure that your essay sticks with the admissions officer. Next slide, please. So on the third, like on this slide, I'd like you to go through, you know, each of our essays, the start of each of our, each of our essays. And perhaps this may give you an idea as to how opening hooks really work. And as you may notice, all of us have rather different opening hooks and all of, all of them make sure you, all of them make sure sort of you want to read on, on our essay and find out what's going on in our essay. So I think I can take like two minutes to read our prompts 
and this is our actual common app essays so perhaps you can get an idea from it as well I do want to bring out at this point of time children please never copy someone else's essays or opening hooks because that's direct plagiarism and it's not going to impact them they're already going to their colleges it's going to impact you because if the college gets to know you've copied or they've read this essay earlier you're in deep trouble the whole purpose of doing this is to give you an idea of what goes in I think you can get on Bhanvi. Okay. Um next slide please. So I thought it would be nice to sort of give you examples of the different ways in which you could open your essay, like different types of opening hooks. So I have a few ideas. Feel free to sort of, you know, think of them while you sort of work on your common app essay. So firstly, you have the absurd opening hook. and something absurd always catches your readers attention and makes them want to read ahead if applicable to your essay you could try using it for example if i wanted to highlight an experience that's related to traveling i'd use something like what's mentioned there i was once apprehended by three babushkas russia and i now have a rocky relationship and um it's sort of and from there on i continue my essay perhaps about my travels in russia and what i learned about it it's it's an idea um second you have setting the scene it's basically you start your essay in the middle of an important scene diving in with perhaps some descriptive details and dialogue almost as though the reader is watching a movie in your life and it's a gripping way to start and a great way to start for example you can look at um this example the stridulation of crickets in the waft of spicy uh, spicy fish curry awoke me from my slumber on the couch it makes you want to read ahead it makes the reader want to see what exactly and where exactly you're going with this um thirdly you have anecdotes for essays about perhaps challenges or obstacles that you have to overcome using an anecdote is a great way to start since it provides great context for your essay um for example on the day that i told my mother i wanted to start my own canon obedience school she smiled and muttered something beneath her breath you can already sort of tell what the essay is about and it's gripping cuz the person has a story to tell fourth you have the question start starting with a question always activates your readers mind and at the same time it makes them hungry for the answer just make sure that your question that you ask at uh, at the start it's broad enough for them to think but it's specific enough that it isn't every other generic hook that can be worked into every other essay for example how do you respond when when you're faced with a real physical threat to your safety yet you literally can't afford to back down the reader is intrigued to find out the answer next slide please um you have humor it's a nice way to start and ease into an essay and make the reader feel comfortable as well unless your essay is about something extremely serious you could try using this type of opening hook 
if I wanted to talk about my love for chemistry, I'd perhaps start a little like this. What happens when you make potions out of shampoo and soap as a kid? You develop a love for chemistry. Um, you can also start using advice. Giving your readers a piece of advice is always beneficial. You get their attention and they get some useful information. For example, don't make decisions when you're angry. Don't make promises when you're happy. The reader is always intrigued to find out why exactly did you give this advice. There's always a story to tell there. It's, it's a different way to start. So they will perhaps read on and, you know, want to know what your essay is about. Dilemmas. You present two options that are both not quite desirable. This, yet again, gives the reader to think about something and you've grabbed their attention. For example, you see a man robbing a bank and then donating everything to an orphanage. You have the options of going to a police and remaining silent. Perhaps such opening hooks are great if you're trying to talk about human behavior or something philosophical. And lastly, you have the unexpected opening. Unexpected hooks are rather unique ways to start your essay. Perhaps starting with a haiku that describes you and then continuing on about a challenge you've faced. This is also really closely related to the structure of an essay, which Sahil will cover in the future slides. Um, next slide, please. The closing hook, a.k.a. how to end your essay perfectly. It's important that you don't forget where you started. So think of your essay as a circle and also make sure that while you're at it, you make sure you stick to your theme. The ending paragraph needn't start with, you know, in conclusion or lastly. Frankly, in conclusion and lastly are overused and a little boring and a little overrated. So it's always a good idea to end the essay with something the reader can take back, perhaps a thought or an interesting piece of information. This way, it, you ensure that the reader is still thinking about your essay after they're done reading the essay. Also, you can end in action, you know, talk about a plan in the future or something you're currently doing, since such details are the ones that tend to stick with, your, with the admissions officer. Next slide, please. So on behalf of, you know, the students, I have a few questions that I'll ask Jamie as well. So firstly, what what's the most common opening hook admissions officers come across and therefore frown upon? Um, so I think that one of the things that I, I always think about is like uh, uh, people go on Reddit and they read other essays and um, they see essays that they think are really nice about like, uh, the flowers bloomed like the dawn of time and the smells percolated throughout the air. And there's like these extravagant kind of uh, delivery and, and verbiage. And um, some kids are really good writers and it's relevant and it's connected to what they're going to say. And then some kids put in hooks like that because they think that's what it's supposed to look like. It's supposed to be flowery and fluff and all of those types of things. Um, so that, I think that, that what I, what I would err on the side of caution, um, with is really like trying to mirror what other people have done. Um, it's gotta be related to you. It's gotta be within your voice. It's gotta be within your style. Um, and it shouldn't feel like the hook is entirely separate from the rest of the essay. It should feel connected. And oftentimes it feels like the hook is some sort of like, 
metaphorical idea. And then there's content within the body paragraphs but that doesn't relate to the main one. So, um, so yeah, that would be the way that I would think about that. That makes sense. Um, secondly, from your experience, can you give us some interesting ways to start and end essays? Perhaps something that has stuck with you when you've read essays in the past? Uh, yeah, I think, um, for, like, Sahil has a, has a great opening because, uh, it's like this story that's connected to, uh, within the rest of his essay. And I'm sure he'll talk a little bit about this, but it's connected to his interest in, um, in the, uh, uh, in his history and his, in his town and things like that. So something like that is really cool where it's like, wait, what? This is kind of crazy, but then I'm really interested to see where it goes. And for him, it, it connected like super, super fluidly. Um, I think the other thing that, that you can do with a hook is like, it doesn't need to be some extravagant thing that, that rips the reader, um, into the page and it's like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. It just needs to get the reader to a point where, they have an idea of where it's going, but they're really curious. So trying to create curiosity, that's really the big thing. And it doesn't need to be like four sentences. It can be one sentence. It could be two sentences, right? So it doesn't need to be some extensive thing. It just needs to get the reader interested in saying like, oh, okay, I'm, I would like to see where this goes. Makes sense. And lastly, in reality, how important are closing and opening hooks? Do they really add substance to your essay or are they just, you know, there? Yeah, I think, uh, I think that it, there's a human element to this, right? So when you're reviewing applications, like I, if I'm reviewing 40 applications in a day and I get to an essay and the hook is kind of bland, even if the accomplishments and the narrative is, is good and there's a lot of content to it, if there's, so if the hook is, is flat, then maybe like the way I'm reading it is a little flat. And so the hook and the conclusion are ways to kind of like perk the reader up and say, oh, this is this is something interesting. This is something unique, um, because when you're going through this, there can be it can be monotonous. Right. And so like you're trying to create something that grabs the reader's attention within the context of the rest of their day and that they've been doing, you know, the same thing over and over. And so when you're presenting it, you want to present something new, something exciting, something that they haven't seen. It doesn't need to be like the next great novel that's ever been written uh, or the greatest three sentences of all time. But it's just got to be something where they say, oh, this is something cool that I haven't I haven't seen this. And now I want to learn more. OK, makes sense. Thank you. So, Jamie, in fact, let's put Bhanvi out on the radar here. You worked with Bhanvi. How difficult was it to get her to do her opening and closing hook? Did she start with that or did you work around it? I think that pro I think if I if my memory serves me correctly, I think that Bhanvi actually uh, wrote her hook like in the third paragraph. So a lot yeah. of times what a lot of yeah, a lot of times what I have students do is like more of a content dump. So, like, just tell me all of the things, like, just write down all of the things um, that you want to talk about or that that happened within whatever um, whatever story you're telling. And most of the time, the uh, the beginning part, what they write, what the student writes as the hook is not very good. And, and it's not what we're going to use for the actual hook. But oftentimes what happens is like down in paragraph three or four they get to like the crux of the essay. And so what we oftentimes want to do is like take that crux and put it up at the top and then we can fill in the rest 
um, as we go through it. And so I think that that's really what you, what you want to do is be able to say like, okay, what is the foundational content that I'm talking about? And then we want to like put that right front and center at the beginning to some degree. Um, so when you're thinking about developing content, it's like do the content dump, look through it, see what makes the most sense, what grabs your attention the most, and then let's stick that at the front. Yep. I that didn't know amazing. my was my opening hook until like the final edit because that's when Jamie was like, you know, this is an interesting sentence. Why don't we place it up? And I was like, hmm, it is a really interesting sentence. So, yeah. And there we go, parents and students. We will try and answer all your questions, but if not, write to us on the email address that you see here. But that's exactly what a counselor can do or a mentor can do is help you just find the relevance of the essay in your own voice. And that's what we all attempt to do at Accept You with our team of 45 to 50 former admissions officers. And remember, you have a chance to get a free evaluation. Reach out to us on Instagram. And with that, I think we can have our next presenter. Um, hi, I'm Vedika, and I'm also an incoming freshman at uh, Emory University. So I'll be talking about the aspect of pouring your heart out while um, writing your essay. So this is mainly to do with like how to um, get into the flow of your first draft and just like Jamie said, it's, it's, a con uh, it's a content dump. So everything doesn't have to be perfect from the very beginning. Uh, you just need to write all of it down and, you know, try to place your thoughts so that afterwards you can edit it and, and reach upon to your uh, final draft. Uh, next slide, please. Yeah, so these are some points I thought that would help um, you all to keep in mind and, uh, you know, just let loose. So uh, you need to forget about the word count for a bit because that kind of restricts what you want to write because you would just think that, oh, I only have 650 words and I should just include the important points. But sometimes um, the one the points that you think are like irrelevant are not actually irrelevant and they might add something very unique to your essay because the small details are what makes your essay interesting and it shows the admissions officer that you're creative and you know the balance between including like the smaller details and the larger ones. So I think that's a very big thing to keep in mind while, you know, writing your first draft because um, just 650 words seems very less. And, uh, for example, my first draft was around 800 words and, um, I was just, you know, writing and writing and my admission, uh, my, uh, counselor, uh, Kyle, she just, she, she didn't stop me and she wanted me to like, um, you know, express myself to the fullest and then we could come and, you know, uh, concise two paragraphs together or, uh, try like a different, uh, setting where, you know, that makes it more, uh, summarized and, that leaves out the unnecessary parts. So um, in my experience, uh, I think you should make the first draft as descriptive as possible because it helps the reader also get very engaged in your essay. And um, it gives a sort of realistic feeling to your essay uh, and places the, the reader in um, the setting of your essay. So, for example, in my essay, I was, um, my opening hook was quite dis uh, descriptive and I was also, you know, um, trying to 
make the reader feel like they're with me and um i think that's a great way to like you know uh, just write your first draft because um you can then see which part which descriptive part you want to keep and which one you want to disregard so um like for me i i didn't actually have a plan before i wrote my first draft um that's unlike what krishna had uh, and um like this worked out for me because i'm usually one to start writing in the flow and then you know continue rather than uh, placing my thoughts down and because that uh, just tricks me in the beginning but um yeah so that was my opinion but everyone uh, has a different style of writing and like you know after writing uh, a little bit you'll get to know whether you need something to refer to or um, you can just continue writing on your own next slide please so um this is my essay and uh, the one on the right is uh what was my what was in my first draft and the ones uh, the one on my left is uh the first paragraph from my final draft so you can see how i've written like a lot of things that um weren't exactly included in my final draft but i still kept them there for you know um for the purpose of editing because it would help me um enhance the flow of my essay without making it seem like they're just facts that are um you know placed together in one big uh like in one document so i wanted like for example you can see how um uh four lines on the right have translated into one on the left and um like around seven lines on the right have translated to three on the left so this is just an example to show you that like it's not necessary to um have the perfect uh beginning or like perfect sentences from the very beginning you can you have the room to edit till your final draft and um that's just something that gives you more liberty and creativity uh because this is uh, this is very important and you need to keep in mind that uh, you need to speak for yourself and you need your voice to shine from your essay rather than it just being like a uh, very it it doesn't have to be very um in detail but it also has to be you know something that's grasping so i i just think that you all should you know keep this in mind um next slide please yeah so uh, that was my perspective on you know pouring your heart out and i would like to ask you some questions jamie from um the student side so can you rec- uh, recommend a few ways in which the, an applicant can just let loose without you know worrying about the word count yeah you you shouldn't worry about the word count at first like you shouldn't come come in with like 2500 words or something but um if you're somewhere at like 850 words it's it's pretty easy to cut a lot. Uh I'm in the process of editing essays as we speak for um for students in the in the uh, that are entering grade 12 right now or in grade 12 right now. Uh and it's, you know, if I get an essay of 850 words, it, it pretty quickly gets down to like 485 uh within <laughs> within 30 minutes. So, um 
I think that that's really important. Um, you're also a lot of it within the first draft is sort of stream of consciousness, which is okay, but there's a lot of things of terms like, um, uh, what I did when I was thinking about this was I built upon, and there's like all of this kind of additional, uh, language that doesn't need to necessarily be in, uh, at the beginning of a sentence or, um, additionally, when we took into context, like that doesn't need to be there, just get to the point. Um, and then once you've gotten that content kind of dumped, what you're trying to do is you're trying to say like every sentence has got to move the next one forward. Right. So if there's no progress from sentence one to sentence two, if you're saying the same thing or you're, you're in the same place, then get rid of one of those sentences. Uh, and that's going to be really easy to, to kind of help to build out that, that content. So from a content dump standpoint, it's like, look, just get, get the, your thoughts onto paper. Um, even like speak it now they're with like Google voice and translator and stuff like speak your story. Who cares about punctuation? And then once you've spoken your story, go back in and edit it and move things around. I think that that for some students that, that may not necessarily love writing, that can be a, a, a good way to, um, to get the narrative down. Yeah, that completely makes sense. So the second question is, um, so while writing the first draft, what aspects of an essay should the applicant focus on, um, like to elaborate and um, enhance the entire flow of the essay? Yeah, it should, you should focus on the specific details. So be very, very careful. One of the big mistakes that students make in this process is they make claims without supporting those claims or they assume that the reader knows something. Right. You can't assume that the reader knows anything about your school, your community, um, clubs that you've been a part of, like partnerships that you could be a part of. Um, and you, you want to be really careful that you don't say through robotics. I learned about determination and hard work. OK, great. Like prove it. How do I know that you're just telling me that I, I can't just assume you can't just assume that I know. Like, what did you do that taught you about? determination and hard work. If you say you learned about persistence, like you need to tell me why, how that happened. So um, I think that that's one of the big things is be really careful, especially in that initial stage of making comments uh, that you've done something or that there's some sort of accomplishment without giving any, any context for it. Yeah, I completely agree. So, and the last question is that what do you suggest that uh, needs to be left untouched from your first draft to the final? Oh man, untouched? <laughs> Nothing. Uh, I mean, uh, so he will probably, uh, he's a writer. He'll probably agree with this. Writing is never perfect, right? So like you could always edit, you can always change things. Um, I think that at some point, maybe not from the first draft to the last draft, but at some point you have to say like, look, I'm proud of this. I'm happy with it. I'm going to submit it. Uh, and I think that a lot of times students, uh, have a tendency to go over the same thing 455 times and all of a sudden the narrative changes completely and now we're telling a different story. So the way that I try to operate is like at a max, I want to do like five edits. Um, so we have sort of a content dump and then we like shape the essay uh, and then we have areas that we're focusing on. And then by as the by the third time we're editing it, it's more like grammatical and um, structural things than anything. So um, I, I think it, it's more about like at what point do you put it away? And that's another thing that I, I definitely recommend students do is is when you're writing, um, when you're writing anything, write it and then put it away. Don't look at it for a couple of days and then you can come back to it. If you sit there and stare at the same thing over and over, uh, it's really hard to uh, 
you lo- you get lost in your own voice sometimes. Uh, so I think that that's super important um, is to is to put that away and just know when to stop. Thank you so much for your uh, insightful answers. No problem. Okay. Do you want to um, move? Yeah. Uh, I'm Sahil, and I'm going to be talking about structuring a common app essay, which I think is... So the other three presenters have spoken a lot about the content of the essay, but I'll be talking about this strictly from a writing standpoint. So I'll be talking about how, without changing the actual content and what you're saying in the essay, how can you still make the essay look better, make it flow better, and make it a lot more appealing because I think that everybody can come up with a good essay with the amount of time that you get to write a common app essay. Somehow or the other, even if you sit and over obsess about the essay day and night, you will be able to come up with an essay that somehow encapsulates what you want to say, but what will set you aside from other applicants is how you manage to present that to the uh, admissions officer. So like it says, these are just the fundamentals of any essay, because at the end of the day, the common app essay is another essay. We've all written essays in our lives. This is just one that's supposed to be completely about us. So how intimate you make it, how personal you make it is completely in your hands. But at the end of the day, it is a piece of writing. So there's only so much you can change about it. Uh, Next slide, please. Yeah, so basically, as everyone else spoke about, an essay, according to me, has five, uh, a common app essay has five main, like, fundamental parts, which, like Bhanvi said, are the opening hook and closing hook. And like most other other essays, it has an introduction, a body, and a conclusion. But where you choose to start that introduction and finish the introduction and make a transition into the actual crux of the essay can honestly differ from reader to reader. So the way that an essay flows when you read it in your voice can be very different from the way it flows in an admissions officer's voice. That's why I think it's so important to get every, uh, like, you know, as many other people's perspectives that you can on your essay. Because many a times something that I've experienced with the amount of writing that I've done is so many times something that I write sounds completely different, means something completely different to someone else because strictly because of the voice that they read it in. So, like, you know, now when, as I talk about this, I, I'm like, you know, having flashbacks to the time when I was thinking about my essay structure and completely freaking out because I realized that the structure of the essay is the only place where I'm given, honestly, like parameters to fit into. Because when it comes to the content, I could have written about anything about myself, but the structure is the only place where I felt a little bit limited because of the fact that it was at the end of the day, an essay. Like I, I couldn't have written a 650 word poem and submitted it as my essay, which might be a great idea if you're able to pull it off, but it's definitely something that's, you know, a little bit tougher. So um, I think me and Jamie had many conversations about how we should structure my essay, because one thing that I realized through the process were after I wrote my first few drafts was that given my accomplishments, Anybody could have come up with this essay. So what can I change about this essay without changing uh, like, you know, what's written in it that makes it my essay, right? So like, you know, because 
I could have given the admissions officer a reader's voice, which is what I think everyone has in their head. When they read an essay, there's a reader's voice that, that reads it out to you. But to turn that reader's voice into your own voice, there are a few structural elements that you can change in an essay. And that's what makes it flow. So I believe that in terms of just writing, a structure is supposed to complement your essay. The best essays that I've read have had structural elements that are very consciously made to go well with the content of the essay. Right. So if you're going to be writing a story, you want the essay to feel continuous. If you're going to be writing multiple stories and want to have breaks in them, you have to make sure those pauses are very consciously placed in there. So it reads the way you want it to. And honestly speaking, once I had these like basic, um, like, you know, elements figured out, it was such a fun process to sit and edit my essay because you really get to know yourself and to see your personality come together in 650 words is, is such a like fun experience. Because it feels like getting to know someone super interesting, but then you realize that interesting person is you. So, and that, I think that's, that's why, because I had so much fun, my essay was able to flow really well. And I could read it in multiple different voices, have my mother read it out to me, and still have it sound exactly the way that I wanted to, which was a really good indicator that I had done something right. Right? And um, so, as I said here, you shouldn't be scared to use abstract structure, shouldn't be scared to to make your essay a little bit different, because while, like I said, it is at the end of the, uh, the day, an essay, it's not the like Jamie said, it's not the end all be all of your application. There are going to be supplementals. There are going to be some colleges even have interviews where you get to talk to admissions officers. So this isn't where you have to cram in everything about yourself. But once if you can brainstorm properly and like, you know, because I think structuring is a part of brainstorming. It's something you can do before you write the essay, after you write the essay and during. So you can take different parts, move them around, see where different parts of your like your life story or your personality fit in and write your essay around that. So for my essay, which I have examples of later, I was talking about my love for my city. But I wanted to convey that my love for my city didn't lie in the fact that I love Hyderabad because everyone who lives in Hyderabad loves Hyderabad. What sets me aside as a student who's actually taken that interest forward? So that's where I ch chose to write almost my essay is essentially two different um, essays in one. So it has the actual essay that talks about myself and then uh, it's broken up by different stories or like fun facts that I that I believe the admissions officer would take back with them. Uh, like Bhanvi was talking about, it's something they would go and talk to their spouses about, talk to their friends about, or bring up even years later, like, you know, in conversation, saying that I read this one essay. But uh, I think that um, it's mostly important to, to, like, you know, structure your essay in a way that fits your essay, whether or not other people are doing it, whether or not it looks right or feels like other essays you've written so it's not uh, i felt when i was doing my essay i felt like i was taking a risk but i got a lot of assurance from jamie that that risk wasn't much of a risk because at the end of the day it was going to catch the the attention of the admissions officer no matter what 
And the last thing that, that I wanted to say, at least uh, for, for this slide, is that you definitely should use your own voice. A lot of people try to try to write their essays in a voice that makes them sound more accomplished, makes them sound more distinguishable and more different. And I think if you try to do that, you kind of lose the essence of your like a personal element in the essay. So that intimacy is really important because it needs to feel like you are reading out this essay to the admissions officer. Uh, next slide, please. Yeah, so this is an example from my essay. So I started off with a very, very unrelated concept. It says Mebubali Pasha, the, the sixth Nizam out of seven, was one of the most fun-loving rulers of any empire. Legend has it, he died of alcohol poisoning in a bathtub at the Falaknuma Palace when his many wives were fighting for his company. Now, this has nothing to do with my personality, nothing to do with anything I have to say in the, um, in the essay itself. But I felt that it was a really fun fact that would want, like, you know, it, there's no way the admissions officer could read this and then predict where this essay is going to go. So they have no choice but to read on, right? Because they're aware that this is a full essay. And after this, there's no telling where it could go. Because something that I've seen with a lot of exemplar common app essays is that they become predictable after one or two paragraphs. Where you read, you, you get to know the crux of the person and then when sometimes they'll describe like, you know, a small experience or a small incident that they've been through, you can predict how they'll act, which which sometimes is a little bit off putting. And as you read through the essay, it becomes predictable. So I think that element of unpredictability is something that a lot of students can explore if that is if they want to and if they're comfortable with, obviously. But I think with with good amount of help. And obviously great with good structuring, you can definitely make any format you want work. So um, this, this was my opening hook and it also has my closing hook here. So I said, raised in the city of Perth, it has always been my goal to show the world the veiled allure of Hyderabad. Now, while this seems to me at least quite standard, it feels like, you know, I'm starting with a very obvious part of like, you know, my primary interest area, which is what a lot of people would do. The fact that it's placed in this um, abstract structure form, what makes it seem like it has a lot more thought put into it. So then the admission officer wants to know more. It wants to know how my personality might link up to these stories. And it keeps them guessing till they reach the end of the essay when they realize that these these facts or these little like yellow uh, parts that were written in italics in my essay don't have anything to do with the essay itself, but it, it kind of ties into the, the cool things that I've learned and I've explored. So like Jamie was saying, if someone writes about robotics and says that it like you know, certain experiences made them uh, made them determined, made them curious, this proves that because of my curiosity, I was able to gain this information. Uh, next slide, please. Yeah, and this is just uh, an overall look at my essay. So I don't know if it's easy for um, people to read this, but what I'm trying to convey through this slide is that at a first glance, this does, because of the italics and the little breaks between paragraphs, if when you look at the essay as a picture and not to read it, it still looks different. Something sets it aside. And if you were to look at 
common app essays printed on pages laid out in front of you, maybe this one would catch your eye because of the small breaks and the fact that it doesn't look like, you know, a, a clear cut introduction, body conclusion and like, you know, an end. So uh, I think like, you know, this this was a really good element of structuring because of which I was able to make my essay um, a little bit different. And I think this element is out of many others, obviously, is what set me aside from the other applicants, because as all of us are in this call, we've been accepted to to like um, the universities which have a lower acceptance rate. And for, to do that, we really need to set ourselves aside from other applicants. Uh, next slide, please. Yeah, and uh, so on behalf of the students, uh, finally, I would like to ask a few questions specifically about structuring. So the first one being, Jamie, can you give us a few tips about how to approach writing an essay with with, with a structure that maybe can be considered unorthodox? Yeah, so I think that one of the big the big starting points with uh, with the structures uh, and changing structures um, is that it, it has to make sense within the context of your essay, right? So like you don't just want to randomly structure something and have it look strange just for the sake of having it look strange because then it actually looks unprofessional and that, like it hasn't been thought out very well. Um, but if it if it makes sense within the context of your application. Uh, it can absolutely be a huge benefit to, uh, to your essay, to your point to, you know, like, you know, think about it from a reader standpoint, you're reading, and we talked about this obviously, but like you're reading uh, 30 applications in a day. And so you're looking at essay after essay after essay, and then you get to yours. And while it's not like all over the place, you get to it and you're like, oh, this is kind of, this is different. Like there's italics in different places. So before I've even read a word, there's something that stands out about it. Um, and the whole point of this process is to differentiate yourself. So, you know, there are, are certainly some risks that you take when you, uh, when you structure something differently than other people, but that's what you're supposed to be doing. You don't, you don't want to be the same as everybody else. Um, but it's got to make sense, right? Like it, it, for, in your essay, it made a ton of sense, but, um, maybe in another person's essay, it doesn't necessarily make a ton of sense. So, uh, you don't want to force it, but if there's something that, that you feel like, oh, this could be kind of cool. Like I would be willing to take a chance with this. Then, yeah, let's let's see what happens. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that ties back into the concept of the the first and foremost thing that you need to have is a flow for the essay to work as an essay. Uh, the second question is that what is one thing that I can use even while using a basic essay structure that might set my essay apart from the others? Um, well, I mean, the content is obviously the most important thing, right? So the story that you're saying and, and, and the narrative that you're conveying, um, I get questions a lot. And I think there was a question in, in here earlier about like the prompts, right? So what if, what if I don't know if I'm answering the prompt or what if somebody doesn't receive the information the same as the prompt? Uh, I don't, I've been doing this for like 15 years. I don't think I've ever even thought about what question the student is answering on the main common app essay. I certainly think about that on some of the supplements. If they're like, why do you want to go here? And then you don't mention anything about the school. But from a common app standpoint, like, I don't care. The last uh, essay prompt for the common app is write a topic of your own choice. So I've never thought, what prompt are you 
are you responding to? I, I think the prompts are really more there to help the student frame their, their own thoughts and, and that sort of thing. So, um, I think it's, it, you're mainly thinking about like, what is the story that I want to present and how do I, how do I go about doing that as effectively as possible? All right. Yeah. And uh, the third question is that as an, as a former admissions officer, are there any structural elements or just elements in common of an essay that you have seen to be very common? I'm asking this question so that students can understand what, when I say that you're using an unorthodox structure so that you can understand what exactly orthodox is. Yeah. So orthodox would be like the way that you generally write a high school essay. Right. So like the, and that's that's one of the big struggles that students have is that they've never necessarily written an essay like this. So they in their minds, oftentimes they're thinking like, OK, we have an opening paragraph, then we have three body paragraphs and then there is a conclusion. And that's fine. But that may not make any sense in relationship to what you're trying to convey in your story. This is more of a presentation of of yourself, your experience. And that like the idea of a presentation is actually more of how I would think about this than it is like an essay. Um, so how do you want to present your experiences? How do you want to present your, uh, your application? And what are, what are the things that you're doing structurally that, um, uh, that enhance your, your, um, your presentation? So a standard format would be like, here is the opening hook. Here are three paragraphs. Here is the conclusion and we go home. Uh, I think that it's fine to like have that initially, but you want to challenge yourself to be like, I want to do different things. I want to present this in different ways. Um, what is, what is the best way that I can present all of these things? And, and not only the best way, but, but one that a, a reader is going to see and think, Oh, this is cool. I haven't, I haven't seen this before. And the other thing with that too, Seal, like, uh, as just a, a follow up is that reading and essays and writing is subjective, right? So like some, uh, readers may love something that you do. And then some readers might be like, well, I don't, I don't get this. I wouldn't have done this. Okay. That's cool. Like it, it's not going to work for every single person. And if that school is not valuing the way that you wrote creatively and the approach that you took, then it probably isn't a great fit for you to actually enroll in that institution for four years. So, you know, we get all these questions all the time um, about like, uh, I didn't get into Princeton. Do you think it had anything to do with my essay? Well, it probably had something to do with your essay. Yeah, but I mean, it's a holistic review. And are you proud of the work that you did? Are you happy with what you presented? Did we think through it, you know, really carefully? And if the answer is yes to all of those things, then it just wasn't the right fit. And I think that that's something that happens, like writing is subjective and formatting is subjective. And, you know, you've got to, you've got to present something in the way that, that you're proud of and, kind of let the chips fall where they may at some point. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. So we have come to the end of one hour. I have to thank each one of you children for outstanding presentations. But of course, even more importantly, Jamie, they've thrown all kinds of questions at you and you've been able to handle it. But I did want to inform you children that we have a lot of questions here. Jamie, there's one that's come out and I don't blame them. Uh, is it important for an essay to be creative? And we have four children who've all spoken about creativity in some way or the other. This one's getting a little nervous. Like, does it have to be creative in terms of structure or in terms of opening and closing books? 
Yeah, I think that sometimes people misunderstand the idea of, of what is creative, right? Creative doesn't necessarily mean it has to be artistically pleasing. It doesn't mean it has to talk about, like, you know, metaphorically things that have happened. Um, creative can be much more about, like, how how am I delivering the experience that I have? So, like, I'm working with a student right now who they're writing one of their main essays about math like pure mathematics. So there's not a lot of wiggle room as far as like making that a creative presentation. I mean, we're just talking about like the things that they've done, but I think it's, I think it's, it's creative in the sense that his experiences are unique and the things that he's done are unique. Right. And so creative to me is not really the way that I would think about it. I would think about it as, um, as uniquenesses and, um, uh, and like innovative, right? So he's approached some of his experiences have been innovative. So when you talk about that, that's conveyed, right? It's the creativeness doesn't have to come within the presentation or in the structure or even in the, the verbiage that you're using. It's more, it, it oftentimes is about the experience that you've had. So with that, I would like to thank all my presenters. Remember, children, you can reach out to us on India at acceptyou.com or the number given there or acceptyou.india. Thank you for the contact us page. We are giving out a lot of free resources. We always try and help our children who are now on the application stage. So do reach out to us and we hope we're going to be able to help you. Good night, students, and good morning to you, Jamie. Thank you once again for putting in such an amazing presentation for us. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye.